2: Bow down
3: Welcome to Ask the Lawyer with me, Mike Connors, accompanied by my wife, Beth.
4: Hello, everybody.
3: For those of you who don't know about this show, it's a show that in part is about estate planning and elder law, and the idea behind estate planning is to pass assets from one generation to the next, paying the least amount in taxes we need to pay legally, avoiding going through court, avoiding probate, and as far as elder law is concerned, trying to save assets from nursing home bills. The second part of the show, we do different things, history, politics, religion, nostalgia, and tonight we have one of our favorite guests the legendary Ed Bars. For those of you who don't know, Ed Bars, 95-year-old former Marine, wounded in the Battle of the Solomon Islands. He took three bullets to his left arm, one bullet to his right shoulder. He can't move his right shoulder very well. He lost use of his left arm. But he worked for the National Park Service for 50 years, ending up chief historian for the National Park Service. And during that time period, he memorized every battlefield report of the Civil War. I kid you not. But tonight, we're going to be talking about something different with Ed Bars. We're going to be talking about the Battle of Brooklyn. Why? Well, Ed's visited, visited us at our home in Brooklyn a few times, and we said, you know, we should we should talk about the Battle of Brooklyn, and Ed knows, you know, a fair amount about it because he was able to read some of the battlefield reports from the uh, British Army. You know, Ed's given us our insights into that battle. Before we get into Ed, though, let's try to, to talk a little bit about estate planning. Beth, do you have an estate planning question?
4: I do. It's a short one, but I th- you need to uncomplicate it for people. The question is, is a power of attorney the same thing as a guardian?
3: Well, the short answer is no, but let me explain it a little bit more. A guardian is usually appointed. Now, I'm assuming this is a guardianship that's appointed by the court. In other words, let's say somebody's mentally incompetent. They don't have legal capacity to run their own affairs. Somebody, virtually anybody, can go to court, petition the court to have a guardian appointed to protect the, the assets and the person of the alleged incapacitated person. Not an easy procedure. It's very difficult. There are always different lawyers involved. There's lawyers, you know, for the Alleged incapacitated person, there are lawyers that you know, may be for the petitioner, there may be an independent court appointed lawyer. It's It's a very difficult procedure and it can be very, very embarrassing for the person who's alleged to be incompetent, because sometimes, you know, you have court appointed lawyers asking questions about who the president of the United States is, and they're in court, and they see court officers, and, you know, if you're a little frail and you're not 100%, this can be a very frightening experience. In a lot of cases, I've seen if somebody isn't incompetent, just the trauma of this will not help their general overall overall being. A power of attorney is something that you do when you're mentally alert, mentally competent. And that's one of the things, you have to sign a power of attorney before something happens, not after. But a power of attorney is a notarized document where you appoint someone, again, 90, 95% of the time, that person is going to be a family member, your spouse, your son, your daughter, you know, trusted nephew or niece, so that God forbid you have a stroke or another disabling illness, you can appoint somebody to protect your assets, pay your bills, make sure you're placed properly if you, God forbid you have to go to a nursing home that you're placed properly you're putting the best nursing home available and that's the power of attorney but again you have to do that when you're competent some people say well I don't need a power of attorney right now because I'm I'm fine that may be so but God forbid you have a stroke and you don't have the mental capacity to sign documents well then the court's going to appoint somebody for you and that's extremely costly you know it can be very embarrassing lengthy it's it's not it's not something you want to go through you want to avoid it and usually you can avoid a guardianship proceeding with a pav attorney now there're also guardians for for minor children and that it, of course is completely different than a, a pav attorney a pav attorney you choose somebody If you can't speak for yourself to manage your affairs, a guardian for a minor child might be somebody appointed through a will. There are other ways to do it through a deed where you appoint somebody to take care of a a minor child who, for whatever reason, won't be able to handle their own resources because of the lack of age. In, in New York, it's 18 years. So if you're under 18, you're not legally capable of signing your own documents. So occasionally by will or, or deed, you might appoint a guardian to take care of that minor child. That's one of the most important parts about a will. You, know, you choose a guardian, let's say for your minor child, if something happens to you. The main thing is plan things out. You should always have a plan. You never want to go around with, with no planning at all. It's just not the right way to do it. And if you want to give us a call at Connors and Sullivan, we have five offices around the city Brooklyn, Queens, Staten Island, and Manhattan. We have two offices in Queens if you're adding things up. You can call for free initial consultation. The phone number is 718 238 6500. 718 238 6500. Now, each week, Kevin McCullough takes some of the questions that are emailed to his show and we answer. The question for Kevin McCullough's listeners, and we replay it each week on our social. Kevin, take it away.
2: All right. Every single week, we get to ask Mike Connors of Connors & Sullivan a very important question about estate planning or elder care and uh, the laws pertaining to such. And uh, Mr. Connors, this week, uh, Cassandra writes us and says, Mr. Connors, my son died leaving a six-year-old daughter. He's, he was not married, has no will. What rights do I have as his mother and grandmother of the child regarding his estate? Mike Connors.
5: Well, ordinarily, has, she would have no rights as regarding to the estate. She may get visitation rights in family court or whatever. Now, I, I would assume, and I can't assume this, but that's the problem with email questions, uh, that the mother of the child would be appointed the guardian of the child in court and would handle the assets with the court until the child is 18 years of age, which, of course, is not great. That's why you need a will. And, I mean, this is the, the mess you get. The assets are going to be administered through the court until the child is 18. The child will get those assets on his or her, or in this case, her 18th birthday, which is not necessarily good. You want an 18-year-old to get control of a lot of money. And the grandmother you know, could have been appointed guardian or co-guardian under a will. But there's no will, there's no plan, and we got a mess.
2: Yeah. So the, the lesson of this then really is make sure you've taken care of your plan and your will uh, and don't leave a mess for other people.
5: Right. You know, a lot of single people or, you know, single parents, whatever, say, I don't need a will. I don't have any assets. But they've got a minor child. And you want to appoint the person to take care of that minor child or be that minor child's representative in court. And that's one of the most important parts about a will when you have children under the age of 18.
2: Yeah, no, I totally agree. So, friends, if you're feeling convicted and feel like you gotta, you, you got to get your will together, uh, give uh, Connors and Sullivan a call. They excel in helping people plan properly. 718-238-6500 is the number. 718-238-6500. You can also, sa- also send your questions to askmikeconnors at gmail.com. And make sure to listen to Ask the Lawyers, Saturday mornings at 8 on AM 570, The Mission, and Saturday evenings at, ni- at uh, 6 on AM 970, The Answer. Mike Connors, thanks so much.
5: Thank you, Kevin.
1: For our Ask the Lawyer friends and listeners, you can attend any of Connors & Sullivan's free seminars on elder law, Medicaid, wills, and estate planning, and more.
4: Yes, it's all free and all close to you. So come to Connors & Sullivan's free seminars.
1: On Tuesday, November 27th at the Greenhouse Cafe, 7717 Third Avenue in Bay Ridge, Brooklyn, at 11 a.m., 3 p.m. and 7 p.m., then in Sheepshead Bay, Brooklyn, at Buckley's, 2926 Avenue S on Wednesday, November 28th at 11 a.m., 3 p.m. P.M. and 7 p.m., and finally at the Adria, 221 17 Northern Boulevard in Bayside, Queens, on Friday, November 30th at 11 a.m. and 3 p.m.
4: Can't go to any Connors and Sullivan's free seminars? Then call Connors and Sullivan at 718 238 6500 for your own free office appointment.
1: Make an educated decision on your estate and family legal solutions today. Just call Connors and Sullivan at 718 238 6500. That's Connors and Sullivan, 718 238 6500, or go to ConnorsandSullivan.com.
4: Find out what you're entitled to. Come to a Connors & Sullivan free seminar. For more information, call 718-238-6500 or go to ConnorsAndSullivan.com.
1: Connors & Sullivan, plan now for later.
6: This is Father Frank Pavone of Priests for Life. Adult stem cell research is nothing new. It has been going on for decades and, in fact, has proven helpful in treating various diseases. In the process of this research, nobody has to be killed in order to obtain the stem cells. Embryonic stem cell research, on the other hand, only began in 1998 and does involve killing a new human life in order to attain the cells. The number of diseases that have been successfully treated with embryonic stem cells is zero. They have shown no medical benefit. And even if they did, such activity is immoral end does not justify the means adult stem cells have treated various forms of leukemia sickle cell disease anemia and carcinoma embryonic stem cells have succeeded in nothing this is father frank lavone national director of priests for life
1: Time now for Connor's Corner, where Mike takes a closer look at topics like history,
3: politics, religion, and more. Here's Mike. Welcome back to Ask the Lawyer with me. Mike Connors, is accompanied by my wife, Beth.
4: Hello, everybody.
3: What we're going to be talking about right now, the Battle of Brooklyn. And, and Beth every year has a, or not every year, but every once in a while has had a Battle of Brooklyn, uh, remember it celebration in our, our, our house. And a lot of people don't really Appreciate the Battle of Brooklyn. It's the battle where George Washington's army was saved. I mean, they were nearly destroyed at the battle. They were saved. They escaped into Manhattan later into New Jersey and were able to fight another day. and And that's really the you know the story of the Battle of Brooklyn. Ed Bars, legendary historian, has been been in our house a few times, and one of the times was saying, "Hey, you know, we should do some uh, a, a conversation about the Battle of Brooklyn." We started talking and. Here's the result of our conversation. Take it away, Ed.
8: The Battle of Brooklyn, which the people in Brooklyn would prefer to be called Brooklyn, rather than Long Island, was fought, and was a very important battle in the American Revolution. With the evacuation of Boston by the British on the 17th day of uh, of March, George Washington shifts his army down to uh, to Manhattan Island because of the uh, strategic uh, value of uh, Manhattan Island and uh, the uh, importance of it as a possible British base for further exploitation of their uh, operations. The British, uh, following the evacuation. Of Boston had withdrawn most of their troops to Halifax, where they're going to rest and make new plans. The British plans uh, to uh, seize uh, uh, Brooklyn uh, in the Battle of Brooklyn, which is fought principally on which is fought principally. On Long Island will be formulated. The British are going to assemble a very formidable force for that time. They're going to have the army George Washington had had uh, up near Boston. They're going to bring up troops that had uh, been repulsed in late June of uh, 18, of, of 17, uh, of 1727 in an attack on Charleston. So the British are building up the sizable force. They have assembled the fleet. Now the British commanders here are uh, going to be uh, General uh, General Sir William Howe. Howe is a uh, brother of the naval commander. Uh, admiral richard howe the british are planning uh to move on new uh on uh, on new york harbor uh, a very favorable place of base of operations so they're going to in the period between uh in late July and the first week of uh, August, they assemble a formidable force on Staten Island. It will consist of a force of about uh, available about thirty two thousand men. The largest force the British, heretofore had sent on a foreign expedition, plus a large, a, a significant fleet, uh, to move against. Now, Washington uh, had moved to erect stronger defenses in in. Uh, uh, in the uh, on Manhattan Island, he's going to have about nineteen thousand men available for the defense of the uh, of, uh, New York Harbor and what uh, what you, being a resident of Brooklyn, prefer to call the Battle of Brooklyn. There's a good reason for that, and they uh, will assemble. They uh, so Washington will will fortify the area and post a strong force uh, south on the southern tip of manhattan island this will be involved mostly the buildings and what is and improvements now in uh, now uh now Located in what is known the Battery of Long Island, he locates another strong force up near. Uh, the Washington Bridge. The Washington Bridge is the same. is on the site of Fort Washington, a, one of the uh, more unfortunate uh, engagements that the Patriots will engage in during the Revolutionary War. He is also going to post a force. Uh, on the area immediately uh, fronting on the East River. The East River being that body of water that uh, that joins the Hudson River, then known as the North River, out in in the area where uh, the uh, Statue of Liberty stands. So the British uh, have assembled a very strong force. When when Washington moves, when the British move against them, they're going to have about 32,000 men available. And uh, at Washington will have approximately 19,000. The British also have a formidable fleet anchored uh, anchored in New York Harbor. So that will give the the British the the ability to move their men. Uh, with a little difficulty across the uh, the East River to land um, in Brooklyn. Near where the present day uh, uh, Navy Yard is located on Wallabout Bay. There the British will really construct a, a, a rather formidable line of fortifications that will embrace the area where you have the Brooklyn Bridge and several other bridges across uh, the uh, uh, leading from uh, what is Manhattan over uh, to Brooklyn, uh, uh, what, what is Brooklyn. And there were with a series of fortifications on, on the area involved uh, in the areas where those bridges are and near Willibut Bay where the Martyrs Monument is located. So the British are going to, having assembled a force of some uh, some, uh, 32,000 men, are going to commence operations looking toward bringing on a battle on Long Island and winning a decisive victory. So they're going to... uh, the, the army is camped on Staten Island in the area uh, just below the, Nar- the Narrows, and on the uh, and in the period uh, on the third day of uh, August, there were about uh, 15,000 British soldiers, uh, so- soldiers, including about 7,000 Hessians. These are people raised in the various uh, states that constitute Germany before there was a, a, a German nation. And they are hired from their leaders to come over and fight for the British. So there will be a sizable bunch of Hessians involved in the British force. Now the British will. Uh, Increase the numbers of their men on for their landing on uh, Long Island uh, to about to about uh, 28,000 men. They, they will have 30 to some 32,000 men available, but they will have 32. They will have some 28,000 men who will be ferried across the. Uh, from Staten Island, and they're going to land in the area of where uh, Fort Hamilton is now, which was known as Dense Point, and that's where the British have established their camps. They, uh, m- meanwhile, Washington is having some problems uh, because uh, his best his, his best general uh, available is, uh, Nathaniel Green. Green has been in command at New York, uh, since late in the, in, since May and into June. He is very familiar with the air, with the section of Long Island that, where Brooklyn is located. And, uh, unfortunately for Washington, he gets ill. And has to uh, be relieved of command. So Washington is going to lose a man who knows the most of anybody in his army about the geography of uh, of that part of Long Island where the battle will be fought. In uh, to replace him, they originally decide on General Sullivan, who is a New Hampshire lawyer. A mediocre general, but better than uh, Israel Putnam. Israel Putnam was a militiaman. He's the longest tooth. He had been a uh, soldier in the militia during the French and Indian War. That means that he is uh, uh, he is uh, uh, not uh, going to be a very active uh, participant. So the British were coming up with their plan. Their plan is to employ their, their their columns. And if you know, if you since you've grown up in Brooklyn, you know where the Corliss Mansion is, or the Old Stone House. You're familiar where uh, uh, Prospect Park is. Uh, And your premier, with where the Brooklyn Navy Yard is, and the British plan is to send a force uh, uh, commanded by uh, uh, so is going to send a force commanded by one of their better generals, General Stuart, and he is going to take. They are. If you're familiar with the Brooklyn, which I know you are, this is the, this is the terminal of a moraine that terminal being its ending point that deposits a great deal of rock and so- soil along the area, extending inland from the area of uh, Red Hook uh located where Greenwood Cemetery is, where Prospect Park is, and that's why you have that rugged uh, 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 land there of uh, extending along the area involved in uh, and extending as far north as Jamaica Bay. So they're going to send uh, General General, uh, uh, General Stewart will uh, move along the road known as the Shore Road that, that skirts the uh, that skirts Gowanus Bay. Are you familiar with Gowanus Bay? Is? Of course,
3: we are. Yes. I'm sure you
8: are? In their better days, they erected that would be in the area where the Cortulu Mansion is. Now, passing through this uh, moraine, this terminal moraine, uh, which is very obvious since it's uh, 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 included in the park and in the uh, cemetery, are a number of gaps. The one closest to the, uh, the uh, entrance to New York Harbor will be the Gowanus Gap and a road, which runs along the Guarnas River uh, stream where the uh, stone house was located, located. So that is going to be one avenue of advance that the British are going to take. Uh, as a plan for a converging attack they, uh, they, uh, Washington of course, is up on the area near where the green monument is he's over uh, over uh in the area where Brooklyn bridge is, so this British force is going to move up along that uh, low, that road there. Sometimes referred as the Shore Road, but also referred to as the Gowanus Road. As the, uh and you have the next two gaps to worry about, which Washingtons going to have to worry about is Flatbush Gap and Bedford Gap. Are located uh, within protected land. One being the cemetery, Greenwood Cemetery, and the other being Prospect Park. And these uh, these the roads that go past there lead. Eventually to the area where the village of Brooklyn is located, where you have a good ferry across the uh, uh, the East River to put you in to downtown, what is downtown Manhattan. Now the major British column is that the uh Stuart is going to be a uh faint he's going to hopefully keep uh, Washington whose headquarters are in what is the washington is the park there near the near the green monument uh will be faked out of his jockstrap, as you might say. So the British are going to send their main column, commanded by General uh, General William Howe. William Howe, of course, had been present at the Battle of Bunker Hill, better known as Bridge Hill, the, the British had not done well, so he does not want to uh, – he wants to ta- take a position where he can turn the British position. So how – along with the Cornwall uh, – how – for the four British generals on the spot will be General William Howe, there will be General Cornwallis, there will be, uh, there will be uh, uh, General Percy and uh, and they will advance by the road by the Jamaica Road that goes up to Jamaica to Jamaica Pass. And if they do well, and the uh, Washington doesn't discover them, they will pass through Jamaica Pass, be on the north side of the uh, moraine, and have a fair shot to come southward to Bedford and intersect the road coming through Bedford Bath and Flatbush Pass and flank them out of that position. Now, the, uh, as I say, uh, the Washington is going to have bad luck because Green isn't with him. Who knows the area? The scouts are not out. And there are only five pickets guarding Jamaica Pass. And they're going to have no trouble getting through Jamaica Pass. Meanwhile, Stuart, coming by following the road, uh, the Shore Road, it's, I think it's sometimes called now, or the Gowanus Road, will be uh, occupying the attention of uh, Lord Sterling. Lord Sterling is uh, no more a lord than you and I are. He is. He, he, he uh, had a, an ancestor before him who was Lord Sterling, so he usurped the title. So he will be in charge of the American of the Patriot Force, who will be dealing with uh, Stuart, who is coming along the Guanas, uh, coming heading for the Old Stone House. Or it as it's known as the Corner House. Now the uh, the British are uh, now moving southward. They're staying on the uh, side of the uh, of the uh, of the moraine, where the bedford Stevenson area is, where the Quarterly House is, and where it, in its earlier rendition it was the old stone house. Their job is to approach uh, uh, to come in and uh, and attack the British and attack the patriots who are under General Sullivan. General Sullivan is no great shakes unless you're up in New Hampshire, and he is uh, guarding the roads that go through uh, the Medford uh, Pass. And uh, Flatbush Pass, and uh, which is now known as the, uh, the, the Battle Gap. That's very important. The, the gap is still there, so the uh, the the British will be will hope to penetrate the gaps coming from the side of where the Old Stone House is, of where the uh, where the uh, the monument is, where the Navy Yard is, and close off their retreat so that the patriots cannot get back to the high ground. Uh, where the Americans have fortified and erected a number of ports. Those are in the area of Fort Box, Fort Green, uh, Fort Putnam, etc. And you have the big green monument there. So that means uh, that the Brits, uh, that the Brits are going to be going from the west up through Bedford Road, up toward that Bedford Yap, going up to uh uh Flatbush Gap to draw the Americans into a fight that is going to take place principally in the area of Prospect Park, uh, where there's some good good monuments and very close to the cemetery. So the British uh, uh, plan looks like it's working very well. Scrub General Stewart and substitute General Grant for him. General Grant's the one that's operating on the shore road uh, heading toward the Coeur house, and he is moving in that way. And uh, as uh, to meet uh, Corn, uh, meet Howe and Cornwallis with the main column, which is moving uh, down the area that is level in Brooklyn, not not the not that part that is the moraine. Um, uh, the, some of the Brits fire the cannons boom, 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 to the sign uh, to Grant to put the pressure on the. Uh, on Sterling, who is defending the area of where the Coeur House is and uh, focuses attention there and uh, focuses attention uh, down on the approach to the Bedford Gap and Flashbush Gap. In, uh, in this fighting uh, Washington has been uh, surprised uh the tide uh, uh, turns very rapidly against him uh he would probably probably would't have happened if he had uh, gen general Green with him who was familiar with the area fighting particular becomes very very vicious in the area of the quarter house, and that is uh, where you're, where, if you're from Vermont, if you're from New, uh, if you're from Maryland and Delaware, you're very proud of yourselves because there they have the uh, people, the militia from Maryland and Delaware. They have Hazard commands one bata- one brigade, and they're commanding the other brigade uh, is. Uh, They're attacking Sterling.
3: Right. Ed, we need to take a short break. We've been talking to Ed Bars about the Battle of Brooklyn.
9: Now, so our office can show you how these changes affect how much money you receive and how the annual mortgage insurance costs have decreased. My job is to help you find the best solutions for your retirement goals. I do this by educating homeowners with straightforward information and answers. It's free to call and speak with me, Frank Melia, to determine if this FHA program might be able to help you and your loved ones now. Call and speak with me right now. I'll answer your questions and help you decide if a reverse mortgage is right for you and your family. Family. Make the call now, 888 943 2646, or try me on the internet at www.quanticbank.com/Fmelia. Once again, call 888 943 2646, and you could be on your way to a stress-free retirement.
10: Frank Melia, NMLS
9: number 62591.
10: All
11: loans provided by Quantic Bank, NMLS number 403503. We all know someone who's been touched by cancer. It's the second leading cause of death, and it took the life of my father, John Wayne. But even in his final days, he was thinking about helping others and publicly campaigning to raise awareness about cancer. His courage and grit inspired our family to do everything we could to fight the big C, as my dad called it. So we did something about it and founded the John Wayne Cancer Institute 35 years ago to advance life-saving research. Our discoveries are fundamentally changing the way cancer is treated around the world. Cures are within our reach, but we can't do it alone. I'm Patrick Wayne, and I'd be honored if you joined us in the fight against cancer. You can make a lasting legacy by helping to eradicate this deadly disease. Together, we can save lives. To learn more, visit jwcigiving.org. That's jwcigiving.org. From our family to yours, I wish you a happy and healthy new year. How can I protect my family if something happens to me?
4: What if I need to go to a nursing home? What will happen to our savings, our home? What's the best way to give my home to my kids? Who will help us take care of Grandpa?
3: Welcome back to Ask the Lawyer with Mike Connors in the Connors Corner segment. We've been talking to the legendary Ed Bars about the Battle of Brooklyn.
8: Sterling's command command has been reinforced by Hazlitt and uh, and the Maryland Brigade. The Maryland Brigade is going to lose a heavy number of men as a as a attempt to cover the retreat. Washington has decided that with his failure to uh, hold uh, the uh, battle pass which is uh which is uh bedford pass and uh, the uh and Flatbush pass washington has decided he's got to fall back and disengage to get back onto the area near where the bridges are in the area or across the river from where the Brooklyn Bridge is, the Williamsburg Bridge is in that area to get there. Now Sterling's task is to hold the hold the Brits back as a attack toward the Cordeloo House, which was originally known as the Stone House. The Stone House was built about sixteen ninety nine, as as its name was the Cordoloo House. And it was rebuilt a number of years ago uh, in the area around 1900, and it's very close to where your your late departed Dodgers used to play baseball. And they've reconstructed the building, converted it into a visitor center, in the hopes that at the time. Of uh, the Revolutionary War centennial, that somebody with big bucks would come along and uh, erect more monuments uh, in and around the area there. So, but the stand uh, by hazard and the Marylanders Smallwoods Command uh, will uh, enable Washington to withdraw his command to within that area that is delineated. By these fortifications—Fort Green, Fort Putnam, Fort Box, etc.—and there he is going to uh, hold out. He hopes the British. Then uh, the British, of course, command control the uh, the sea. They get a lucky break on the uh, on the 28th and the 29th. It's very foggy. And uh, the British uh, admiral is not very red hot about taking his fleet up through the Hell Gate and up the East River and cut off Washington. Washington uh, is going to sniffer the uh, Brits now, Lord Howe. Lord Howe, the general, is probably going to be very unhappy with his brother. Uh, 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 his brother, the admiral, because on a foggy night, Washington is going to call his uh, his amphibious people, his governor's people from Massachusetts, and people who are skilled at running small boats to ferry his men and most all his cannons across from the uh, from the Brooklyn side of the East River. To the side, to the Manhattan Island side, and the British have missed a great opportunity uh, for cutting off Washington and his army and uh, and uh, ending the war. So, so Washington had covered his his sins uh, by making use. Of his amphibious people, principally Grovers' people, from up in up in uh, Massachusetts, to ferry his men across the river on a dark and foggy night on the twenty uh, on the last uh, last two days of uh, of uh, August. They will then go into another operation, which will end up at Kipps Bay, end up the Battle of White's plain. White Plains, but this is not a part of the Battle of Brooklyn. So George Washington is not a fast runner. Uh, At the Battle of Brandywine, General Howe will use the same tactics he does at Brandywine uh, to uh, use a column to uh, focus Washington's attention at the wrong place while he moves his men just like he did through uh, Jamaica Gap and through the uh, other gaps to come in in the rear of Washington and get into his rear. So Washington, uh, this, we just got, began the campaign with the Battle of Long Island in 1975. Where was the the New York Civil War Roundtable? They should have converted themselves to the Revolutionary War Roundtable and done something uh, to reinforce the exhibits and uh, the uh, uh, interpretation of the uh, uh, Battle of Brooklyn. Notice I've been very careful to say Brooklyn every time.
3: Well, everywhere where the battle was fought is now Brooklyn, so I think that's the correct term. Long Island's shifted east, so you know no, nobody calls Brooklyn Long Island. Long Island is no. east of Brooklyn. Any question? What do we learn from the Battle of Brooklyn?
8: Well, uh, Washington didn't learn really anything. He learned <laughs> something later on because he uses the same tactics he used at Brooklyn, the Battle of Brooklyn, at. The Battle of Brandywine, which is fought on the tenth and eleventh day of september uh of the of the of the following year uh washington however uh, is going to find out we did pretty well in the uh in eighteen in seventeen uh, seventy uh uh seventy six uh, later because of what is going to happen up at like up at the Battle of uh, Saratoga, and he shows he's learning fast because after the retreat, after he abandoned uh, up in Westchester County, after he had lost Fort Washington and had retreated across uh, New Jersey, pursued by General Howe, Howe didn't follow up his success. Washington gets his army across uh, the uh, Delaware River on uh, christmas uh, Christmas day. The Germans are parting too much on Christmas Day, and Washington will uh, recover somewhat his prestige in the Battle of Trenton when he surprises the Germans who have had too much schnapps the previous day and captures most of them. The only good thing that comes out of that is one of my great-great-grandfathers, many times removed, uh, was captured at the Battle of Trenton, or I might not have been born. So, and then, of course, after Trenton, at nine, 11 days after Trenton, uh, he, needs, he defeats the Battle of Princeton. And then he gets a break because they go into winter quarters uh, in 1777, and the army begins to shape up. Did the British
3: learn anything from the Battle of Brooklyn?
8: They should have kept a close watch and not counted their chickens, uh, eggs, eggs. Before they hatched, they should have attacked the British defense line, the perimeter defense line that covers the ferry, the ferry that Washington will use to rescue his army uh, on that foggy night and get them back across the river so he will have an army in being. If they didn't, we may not be,
3: you know, American citizens today. Yes, All right. Thank you, Ed, for bringing history to life.
1: Whether you need help with drafting a will or trust, power of attorney, health care proxy, living will, or protecting your assets from nursing home costs, Connors & Sullivan's goal is always the protection of your rights and interests. The professionals at Connors & Sullivan have been helping people like you plan their estates and protect their families for over 30
3: years. I'm Mike Connors. Come to our office for a free initial consultation. Talk with me or one of our experienced attorneys to see how we can help you protect your family
6: just found myself believing that i didn't need god i just had everything under control and church was actually a a burden to
7: me
4: i might have gone to church you know at christmas time gradually quit going
7: no i didn't take my faith seriously which which probably means i i never really got it to begin with
6: you can have a beautiful car a big fancy home If you don't have Christ in your life, there's an emptiness that's there.
9: We are enslaved to power or to greed or to wealth or to lust, especially as a man. But there's a true freedom to not be enslaved, but to attach ourselves to God and to be free. Thank God I'm home.
8: Now that I'm back in the Catholic Church,
0: I'm a new person. I love it.
2: There's peace in our home that we didn't have before.
6: You're coming home to a Catholic family where people today just embrace
1: you. If you've been away from the Catholic Church for whatever reason, we invite you to take another look. Visit catholicscomehome.org today.
3: Welcome back to Ask the Lawyer with Mike Connors. Welcome back to Ask the Lawyer, accompanied by my wife, Beth. And right now we're also joined by our producer, Chris Cordani. Uh, You know, listen, egg bars is incomparable. And I know some people out there, they say to me, why do you have that old guy on? Because it's part of history and I love him. Beth?
4: I think we should have... I think he's part of the show now.
3: Right, right. So,
4: and if he's talking about the Battle of Brooklyn, I am very happy. Okay. So. so
3: let's get to social media, whatever. Chris, I really don't know much about social media or things like that, but where is... This show, Ask the Lawyer, where are we on social media? It's
10: everywhere, I'll tell you that. You're on Facebook. It's Ask the Lawyer with Mike Connors. Ask the Lawyer with Mike Connors on Facebook. You also have a Connors & Sullivan Facebook page, too. That's up and around, so like that as well if you're on Facebook. On Twitter, follow Mike on at CNS Attorneys. That's at CNS Attorneys. You can also check out our YouTube channel. We have a YouTube channel, you know, with some of your classic interviews. Catch the Jamie Farr. Uh, you have some Ed Bars there, too, by the way. Uh, some of our great historians. We do have the Bobby Valentine conversation. Felipe Alou, that was a brilliant one. We, we really liked that one. And don't forget, you have a website where your podcast can be found. That's askmikethelawyer.com. You have a Connors & Sullivan website. That's connorsandsullivan.com. You can also hear the shows on the am970theanswer.com website. How about that? Uh, even better, I'll do you one better, Mike. You can ask Mike questions directly via his email, askmikeconnors at gmail.com.
3: Can you say that one again? Because, you know, we're always looking for questions.
10: It's askmikeconnors at gmail.com.
3: Listen, hopefully everybody had a pleasant Thanksgiving weekend.
4: I hope all the turkeys turned out well.
3: Now that Thanksgiving is open again, hopefully all the turkeys went well. We're getting into the the Christmas season, and we're going to be doing different shows you know, about Christmas and the history of Christianity, or whatever. But we're going to start next weekend. We're going to be talking about one of the remarkable figures in, in the Catholic Church in the 20th century, Archbishop Fulton Sheen. You know, I, th- I think you probably have to be my age or older to remember, you know, Bishop Sheen at the time. But he was a remarkable TV personality who brought the Catholic Church into the 20th century at the time, into the world of media and television, and they're going to have a special at the Sheen Center on December 9th, and we're going to be talking about that in advance. Meanwhile, we're heading into December. Christmas is pretty soon. Don't forget our seminars this next week. Thank you for listening to Ask the Lawyer with me, Mike Connors, accompanied by my wife, Beth.
2: Bye-bye, everybody. here on ground to sing this song We are gathered here on hallowed ground. Voices raised, heads bowed down, we're gathered here on hallowed ground to sing this soul away. We are gathered gathered here on hallowed ground, voices raised, heads bowed down, we're gathered here on hallowed ground to sing this soul away.
1: For our Ask the Lawyer friends and listeners, you can attend any of Connors & Sullivan's free seminars on elder law, Medicaid, wills, and estate planning, and more.
4: Yes, it's all free and all close to you, so come to Connors & Sullivan's free seminars. On
1: Tuesday, November 27th at the Greenhouse Cafe, 7717 3rd Avenue in Bay Ridge, Brooklyn at 11 a.m., 3 p.m. and 7 p.m., then in Sheepshead Bay, Brooklyn at Buckley's, 2926 Avenue S on Wednesday, November 28th at 11 a.m., 3 p.m. and 7 p.m., and finally 5- Finally at The Adria, 221-17 Northern Boulevard in Bayside, Queens, on Friday, November 30th at 11 a.m. and 3 p.m.
4: Can't go to any Connors & Sullivan's free seminars? Then call Connors & Sullivan at 718-238-6500 for your own free office appointment.
1: Make an educated decision on your estate and family legal solutions today. Just call Connors & Sullivan at 718-238-6500 or go to connorsandsullivan.com.